Hello. Oh, he doesn't want us to start episodes by saying hello. Oh, really? That was, that was like. Oh, it was just specifically, hey guys, you don't want us to. So hello is fine. Yeah. So hello. Hey ladies. <laughs> See, oh, <laughs> now you're just fucking with him. That's a cool one. <laughs> sure. Well, it's a very confident one. <laughs> <laughs> Where are my dogs at? <laughs> uh, this is the comedy butcher podcast. Very good. You remembered. Yep. Uh, so this was this is a really good show. Uh, who do we have? Wait, who are you? Who am I? Who oh, did you say your name? I'm Max Friedman. I'm Joe Noodleman. Right. Yeah, it's a really good show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who is on this podcast? Yeah, Patrick McManus. McManus. Yeah, good friend, really funny guy. Yes. And we had uh, Jenna Gephardt. Big, big, big fan. A huge fan. Yeah, and then we had uh, Derek Smith, who is who's uh, absolutely amazing. He was really, he really kind of stole the show. Yeah. Well, he should. He was. He closed it. Yeah, but the, the it was he really I really liked him. Well, yeah, if someone's gonna clo- if someone's gonna steal the show, it should be the guy who's closing the show. You remember that impression of the old guy fucking? It no. was like, it was really, or no, it was impression of a guy who's not good at fucking. I believe it's it might be about Jeff R. Carey, but uh, <laughs> uh, and he compared it to an old man having a hard time getting out of. The oh chair. yeah, I do remember that. That was yeah. very funny. That's I, not gonna work over the podcast. Know that he's getting up and down <laughs> while crouching. Yeah, physical comedy has a hard time yeah. working in the audio when, medium. Yeah, when that happens, sure. no, you just acknowledge that what was happening was very I funny. do think about that uh, bit of him being uh, arrested for DUI I I've, I've thought about that several times this week yeah and it's real funny I'm okay. not going to do it now because they're about to listen to it they're about you're about to hear it right now yeah so uh, it's a good show be yourself don't or not alright here, right. here it goes here you, okay hey guys so yeah no, you're right do that uh, right so uh, I'm not gonna host again. Uh, I don't. I don't like it. Um, but I'm gonna bring up your host now. You guys okay with that? Right? Uh, clap for him right now. Do what he did again, but louder. Clap right now for Max Friedman. Stop it. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Oh, that doesn't sound good. How are you guys doing tonight? This time, give yourselves a round of applause. <laughs> I just assume if people, you ask someone twice, they do it louder the second time. Because I don't know how to talk to anyone. Are you guys doing well? You guys, it's good. This is the Comedy Butcher. How, hey, real quick, round of applause if you've been here before. <laughs> round of applause if it's your first time here at the Comedy Butcher. Oh my God, that's exciting. You guys clap quite as shit. Uh, well, here's what we do. We, uh, we take the best comedians in all Chicago and invite them to this strange, scary warehouse that has like 20 people in it to tell their, their best stuff. And it works because you guys are always so fun. So hey, let's give yourselves a round of applause. That's great. Uh, my name is Max. Uh, I'm not going to say that I'm too high to host a stand-up comedy show right now. Um, but I'm going to move on. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, you guys, right away, um, I think general first impression, like clearly I'm a very hot person, a uh, very attractive man, you guys have noticed. I do have a problem, though, even as the real hot guy I am. Uh, I got this problem where I look like both Calvin and Hobbes. Right? Here's how I see it, though. Here's how I see it. I feel like I'm kind of like uh, like Hobbes in the streets, Cal- Calvin in the sheets, you know. 
Right. I'm like a big, tall, hairy man, uh, but I also fuck like a child. Uh, it's nice to be here hosting every month. Let's give a round of applause for Mr. Joe Noodleman, your other... I was going to call him a co-host, but he's afraid of the hosting duties, so I'll call him the intern. <laughs> it's, uh, I... Uh, I was a pretty good kid growing up. Uh, first, time, first time I ever got in trouble, you guys maybe find this hard to believe. I was 15 years old and I caught smoking weed. <laughs> and I had never really been in trouble before my entire life. My parents, they needed to punish me, but I could tell that they didn't really have a lot of experience punishing a child because my punishment was for the rest of summer, every day they needed to go work out in a gym and read a book for half an hour. So I said, parents are like, oh, we don't quite know what a punishment looks like, so we'll just give him one of our old New Year's resolutions and that should just work itself right out. I think I know how to punish a child. If he gets one more C in his report card, we'll sign him up for Pilates because got this whole parenting thing on lock. I, uh, <laughs> I am a waiter too. It's my job. I work at kind of a fancy restaurant downtown. Like Just last week they unloaded their brand new uh, California inspired menu. One of the things on it, I don't know if you guys have tried it, it's called the avocado toast. So I priced at twelve dollars. It's delicious. Uh, if you haven't had it, you can make it at, at home. Uh, all you do is you take out one piece of toast, and then you spread guacamole on that one piece of toast, and then you grate nine dollars on top. <laughs> Mwah, delicious, right? Although twelve dollars, you got options, right? Like twelve dollars, you can go down to this Burger King near where I live. You get like a burger, fries, and a handful of DVDs. So it's like. You always got options. Hey, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I do like food. Like recently, my friend and I, we were trying to find a good place to eat on the, the Yelp app. And he's like, Max, I found something crazy. I just found what's supposed to be Chicago's number one rated Yelp restaurant. You're not going to believe what it is. Chicago's number one rated Yelp restaurant is Taco Bell. Can you believe that Taco Bell's drive was number one rated Yelp restaurant? And I was like, oh, can I believe that people enjoy the only place in the world to sell Baja Blast Mountain Dew? Yeah, I think I can wrap my head around that mark, right? I'm trying to say they don't dislike a Taco Bell. It's like fast food, probably contributes to cancer. What I'm saying is that if you chose to step foot in a Taco Bell, order a Crunchwrap Supreme, well, uh, you've made with peace with cancer, right? Just, you know where you stand, you know? No one's ever been surprised at a Taco Bell. No one's ever had Taco Bell for the first time. Right? Do you remember the first time you went to a Taco Bell? Oh, I didn't realize you were going to be forming a bunch of lizard people tonight, huh? That's weird. Generally, it's something you know before you were born. It's like the Big Bang, but zestier. Made a lot of eye contact in that segment. Uh, <laughs> so there's like, there's never any new experiences at a Taco Bell, and one can only write a review of a restaurant one has been to. There can be no negative reviews. Like, imagine logging out of Yelp, seeing a review that's just like, well, my wife and I, we were in the mood for Mexican. So we decided to try out this quaint little neighborhood bistro we kept hearing rave reviews about from a group of obese third graders, and we were disappointed. Place smelled like a dental office. The tacos did not remind me of my semester abroad in Oaxaca. Give it one star. It's not a real review, right? Like, cause like, sometimes I think people, they discount how much expectation plays into how much they enjoy their food. Like, 
a few years ago, I saved up money to go to this fancy restaurant. I was expecting to have like the best food I've ever had in my entire life. That's hard to live up to, right? Uh, last week, I'll give you another example. I went to a Taco Bell. <laughs> and I was expecting to eat a taco made out of Doritos. And Taco Bell hit it out of the fucking park. <laughs> I asked them for a church. They gave me the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> then I gave them five stars on Yelp. And right under that, best restaurant in Chicago. Hey, are you guys ready to get a comedy show started? That's great to hear. This next comic, good friend of mine, runs a show every week in Wrigleyville uh, called Colleen every Saturday. Give it up for Mr. Patrick McManus. Okay, great. G great to uh, be here. Any, uh, any murderers in the crowd tonight? Uh, any cold-blooded killers? No? All right. Uh, I've never killed anyone either, but I've come close. I was behind this guy in line at Subway, and when, when he got to the front, he said, hmm, I hate making decisions. I hate him. Right? Ordering at Subway is barely a decision. They have 10 sandwiches, and none of them taste good. I want to take him aside and be like, hey, I know you've made some bad choices in the past. We all have. That's why we're in this subway. But for the love of God, just say flat or Italian bread and we, get on, we can get on with our miserable lives. You know, subway, eat fresh, die soon. I live on Chicago Avenue, which kind of sounds like I'm bad at lying. Oh, where in Chicago do I live? You know, uh... Chicago <laughs> A Avenue. <laughs> I uh, just got a 30-day CTA pass, so if you need me, I'll be on the bus. You know, if there are two things I love, it's getting my money's worth and not being sure where a smell is coming from. I love the bus. I overheard this guy on the bus, and the first thing I heard him say was, when you said we were buying birds, I thought that was cocaine. <laughs> and the last thing I heard him say was, let's sell them for 15, they're better than pigeons. So I think what happened was, a drug dealer accidentally bought some birds and then decided to go with it. Which proves what I've been saying all along, slang has gone too far. So no one knows what anyone else is saying anymore. One guy heard another guy say, do you want to buy some birds? And thought, well, there's no way he means birds. <laughs> like, he, I guess he's, he's selling the, the birds, though. He's like, he still has a, a drug dealer's clientele, right? So I'm waiting for one of my friends who does cocaine to be like, hey, Pat, I was trying to score some blow, but the guy talked me into a parakeet. I know you can't stay up all night partying, but I find the colorful feathers and cheerful song to be very comforting. <laughs> I don't even think I have a drug problem anymore. Good, feeling good about this? <laughs> Fun show. <laughs> you guys know uh, Bobby Moynihan from uh, Saturday Night Live? So he has a story about a teacher telling him that he would never be successful. And I actually went to the same high school as him. And the same teacher told me that I could do anything I put my mind to. 
And I don't know how closely you've been listening to my jokes, but it <laughs> looks like that teacher's gonna be 0 for 2. <laughs> my favorite celebrity of all time is uh, Marilyn Monroe. Pretty cool, right? <laughs> but did you know Marilyn Monroe was married to both Arthur Miller and Joe DiMaggio? Which is crazy, right? He was one of those guys who was like the great artist of his generation, and the other was a hack communist playwright. <laughs> Or like Joe DiMaggio is a 13-time All-Star, nine-time World Series champion, and his 56-game hit streak is a record that may never be broken. Whereas The Crucible is a play that many eighth graders find to be a little on the nose. <laughs> but it reminds me of that favorite uh, Merrill Monroe quote of mine. If you can't handle me my worst, I'm gonna fuck the guy who wrote Death of a Salesman. <laughs> okay my thoughts on that. <laughs> I was uh, really lucky right out of college. I got a job that was related to what I studied. I work in a warehouse. And I always called philosophy the warehouse of ideas. <laughs> and no one else does, by, by the way. I showed the guys in my warehouse how to figure out how many boxes are on a pallet by multiplying the length by width by height. And they think I invented that. They call it Pat's trick. <laughs> That's great, right? It's a lot catchier than formula for finding the volume of a rectangular prism. We should all call it Pat's trick. Uh, so these guys, <clears throat> these guys, you know, they think I'm like a genius. <laughs> and uh, I like to have fun with it. Like the other day at lunch, I said, I've got kind of a crazy idea. And then I described the Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> They did not like that one as much. <laughs> you know, there's no triangles in the warehouse. But it got me thinking Pythagoras probably didn't even come up with that. He probably just told some dumb guys. They were like, oh yeah, that fundamental law of the universe, that's Pythagoras' trick. Comes in real handy down at the sundial factory. Sundial has a little triangle part. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the warehouse is the best job for me, though. Like uh, the other day I dropped a box on my hand and it got all bruised and then the other guys made fun of me for liking the Lumineers. <laughs> like I, I got really upset. I said to my boss like, hey, what's cool warehouse music? And he looked at me in my eyes and he said, the coolest music is being confident in your own taste. Like, whoa, right? That's some life lesson shit. That's what you want from a boss. But then he leaned in closer and he said, uh, but really it's Tupac. I make uh, $14 an hour at the warehouse. I think that's okay. <laughs> but a lot of people think the minimum wage should be $15 an hour. And I feel weird about that just because I think their argument is, look at the way Pat lives. <laughs> this is a national tragedy. <laughs> like they should m make commercials where I just say stuff about my life. Like, hello, I'm Pat, I make $14 an hour and most of my shirts I've stolen from my fat little brother. The Ikea bed I bought secondhand collapsed and for months I've been sleeping on a pile of wood. I've never paid for butter. I've stolen butter from everyone I've ever lived with. But they call me the butter bandit. Pretty silly, okay, good. Yeah, I don't wanna work in a warehouse forever. My dream is to open up a restaurant that only serves food with gluten because there's one girl I really don't want to run into. 
You know, we should have a place to go if you know Simone. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm Catholic, which I think is cool because uh, I probably never would have been happy anyway. <laughs> you know, there's like one billion Catholics in the world, and I find that to be very comforting, you know? Like, there's no way a billion people could be wrong, unless they're Muslim. I mean, there's also one billion of them. Now, we can't both be right. Uh, we could both be wrong, something to look forward to. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I don't have anything against any other religion, but if they're right, that means I've spent a lot of time telling old men about when I masturbate for no reason. <laughs> really, uh, I'm really counting on the, the Catholic God. <laughs> Uh, it's amazing the confidence some guys have talking to women, right? Great premise. Great premise for a joke. I saw this guy uh, in a gas station hit on the cashier while buying $4 worth of gas. He should have said, hey, let me take you out somewhere as long as it's very close. <laughs> I may not have much money, but I make up for it by also not having much self-awareness. <laughs> and I was talking to this girl on uh, Tinder and her age was listed as 100. So that came up in the conversation, you know, because like usually I'm not attracted to older women, but she looked pretty good for 100. Like I would have guessed she was 22, but you can't lie on Tinder. Pretty cool uh, fact about that. <laughs> so anyway, I asked her what her favorite memory from the past century of life was, and she said, watching the Titanic sink, which is a terrible answer. <laughs> like first of all, where was she watching from? Was she driving the iceberg? The <laughs> second, over 1,500 people died. So I was at her favorite, right? She could have said a lot of things where fewer people died. Like watching the Hindenburg explode. Only 37 people died, and some of them were Nazis. That's not as bad. Finally, the Titanic sunk in 1912, so a 100-year-old person could not have seen it. And I'm not upset that she lied to me. I'm upset she did no research. Like, when I tell girls that I'm related to Leonardo DiCaprio, better believe I know everything about him. He's a Scorpio. He was in the beach. <laughs> Those are the highlights. <laughs> so anyway, I told her all this, and we ended up not having sex. You know, totally cool, uh, mutual decision. My cousin Leo said it was too good for her anyway. Okay, thank you so much. Keep it going for Pat McManus. It's funny. That's what I imagine police officers look like in New Hampshire. You know what I mean? He's like squat and strong. But also like maybe he's like into like poetry a little bit. Hey, you guys ready for your second comic of the evening? <laughs> it's good to hear. This guy, wow. Beautiful stuff from this guy. Loved, love his act. Um, great friend. Hey, start clapping right now for Mr. Joe Noodleman. You can all tell Max is really high, right? Like no one is confused. Okay, just making sure. Hi. Uh, thanks for coming again, because all of you. All right, that's fine. I don't need to do that. Um, 
So I don't think uh, I'm the best Joe uh, because most people call me Noodleman, which means that they know another Joe and they think he's more deserving of the name. Do you know what I mean? Like if you have a common name, like only the best version with that name gets called that name, right? Like everyone else gets a modifier. Does that make sense? Like to my girlfriend, I'm the best Joe, but she knows other Joes like work Joe or Anne's husband Joe. But to everyone else, I'm just Noodleman because there's a lot of Joes out there. Does that make sense? Right, like, like Pat mentioned DiMaggio. Like Joe DiMaggio was called Joe when he was alive. But Stalin will be Stalin forever because he was the worst Joe, right? <laughs> that makes sense? Right, when I was in college, our group of friends took over a whole floor of the dorm and there were three Joshes, okay? There was Josh, who was a really close friend from the previous year. Then there was other Josh, who we just met. Then there was other, other Josh, which we shortened to Ooge. Now, other Josh hated being called other Josh, right? He said it was, it was disrespectful because he's like, I have a name, I would like to be called that, which makes complete sense. He's a human being who has feelings, right? So we respected his wishes and stopped calling him other Josh. We called him David, uh, uh, which is his last name, but he should have been more specific, right? And then there was Ooge, who just liked being called Ooge. Uh, which tells you everything you need to know about Ooge. He ooged Ooge, if that makes, that makes But he stopped being any other name but Ooge. He only responded to Ooge. He introduced himself as Ooge. His name became Ooge to the point where years later, he sent me a friend request. And I'm like, who the fuck is Josh? Is Josh Uge's birth name? Is that what this is? I, took, I had no idea what his name was anymore because he's not Josh anymore. We had a better one. I still call that other one Josh. There were two Bens in that group of friends. There was Ben and then there was Bunge, an acronym, <laughs> an acronym for Ben the Ugly Non-Jew because Ben was Jewish and he was there first. Do you understand? Like, I have a really great appreciation now for why people name their kids fucked up names because it's easier to stand out that way, right? Like, it's really hard to be the best Joe. It's really fucking easy to be the best Xander, though, right? How many Xander, you could be a real piece of shit and be the best Xander in six counties, no problem. Is that, is that do you guys know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> has anyone else experienced that before where you're being called, someone else is in the room who has the same name as you, but they're called their name and you're called by your last name and you feel like, why am I not good enough to be myself? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's how I know I'm going to be a successful person when everyone I know actually calls me by my name, which is a weird goal to have. Okay. You guys having a good time? Okay. I was going to ask if you guys are having a good time or not. Uh, the other week, I ran into the most successful guy that I went to, went to film school with. Uh, I was walking past a really fancy restaurant, and he, um, like, he's directed major motion pictures. Uh, he has his own episode on WTF, right? So fuck this guy right? Like, either be a failure or don't eat where I can see you. Like, isn't that, isn't that the least you could do just to be respectful to the rest of us? And I'm just walking past the restaurant, and I'm hoping he doesn't see me, because I don't want to have that conversation. I haven't seen him in 10 years, and he clearly recognized me, so fuck, now I gotta, now I gotta talk to this guy. And I don't want to, I don't hate this guy, okay? 
I hate me when I think about this guy. There's a very real difference because he just puts everything in perspective, right? Like if there was a, like a, a, sh a photo showing the scale for quality of life, like my life would be a quarter and his life was have his own Netflix series because he has his own Netflix series. Do you understand? And we're talking and I'm, I have to pretend to be happy to see him, which is just a really weird conversation. And he asked me, oh man, what have you been doing? And I'm, I'm so, uh, I tell him I've been doing stand-up. Um, you know, I lie. Uh, I, don't, I don't tell him the truth because stand-up could mean anything, right? Stand-up can mean, oh, I'm on the road. I have fans. I do this for money. It's, I actually do it, you know, and people enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> but it could also mean I'm doing it for 20 people who are not quite sure why they keep coming back, right? <laughs> But the truth is, I didn't even tell him the truth about who I am, like, as a person, right? Because, like, what, what, you know what I do all the time? I don't enjoy anything, right? Like, I sit around at home all the time, and I play the same games that I played 20 years ago, okay? Do you guys remember StarCraft? Anyone remember StarCraft, right? Right? Not a big fan. Play it every day, uh, just so I don't have to feel anything else. You know what my absolute favorite thing to do is? is watch baseball games and smile at every player who has a receding hairline. It makes me feel so good, because at least they don't have everything. Do you understand? Like, fuck them. Okay. Was that relatable? Uh, but I just, okay. Yeah, kind of, enough? All right, how am I doing, Max? Okay. Hi. All right, don't, okay, just back, back up here. All right, uh, I, I think, okay, here, here, all right, I'm gonna, all right, fuck you, Max, okay. Um, so there was this one time that uh, I worked on the biggest reality singing contest show uh, of the early aughts. I was on Fox. Legally, I'm not supposed to say the name, but if someone wanted to say it for me, that would work. Thank you. Um, <laughs> So I was just, I was, I, I was no big deal. I was just a PA, which is a industry jargon for slave. Um, and it was a one weekend at Soldier Field over the summer and it was a big cattle call, the big first round of auditions, right? And uh, everyone there was convinced they were going to be a star. And that right there made it a really depressing weekend. Um, because isn't it super sad when you see someone who can't accept the fact that they're never gonna be what they think they're gonna be? I mean, I'm a soon-to-be-famous comedian, but these people were delusional, right? <laughs> Fuck you, okay. Now, what I did that weekend is uh, I actually got to sit in on the auditions, which some people thought was actually gonna be pretty cool. Um, but what happens is when, um, when someone signs up, they're given a wristband, uh, meaning they're now a contestant. And so long as they still have that wristband, their dream is still alive. And when a contestant got eliminated, it was my job to take that away from them. Um, usually against their will. Uh, so I spent a weekend of my life essentially destroying the dreams of 10,000 20-year-olds. Uh, they look like their lives were over. They look like I also told them they were about to be a parent, uh, which would have worked out great for most of them because babies don't mind bad singing, right? <laughs> Now this sounds like a really depressing job, and it was, but it was not the worst job that people had. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, she was also working there, and uh, they gave her, um, they weren't allowed to say the word loser, 
uh, all weekend. That word was banished. We were given a big speech. You can't say the word loser all weekend. So they sent her to the non-winner's exit, uh, and they gave her a camera, and they told her to find anyone who was crying or maybe one looking like maybe they were losing their will to live and just like shove the camera in their face and find out if they'd want to talk about it on tape. Uh, which I think is really nice to know. Uh, that no matter how low someone gets in their life, that Fox could just go even lower, right? Isn't that, isn't that really comforting to learn about? Now, there's this uh, one guy that I still remember. He was the only contestant that I really remember. Um, and he was a, he was a, he was a fat guy. Um, not like, I mean, I've played in uh, Magic the Gathering tournaments, surprise. Uh, <laughs> and he's not, he, he wasn't like magic fat, right? He was just like fat because he was a nice person. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like he was a Midwestern, like he had a good heart, which was gonna come in handy because of all the fat that he had, right? And I remember him specifically because he had his little sister with him and she loved it when he sang, which was really sweet because nobody else was going to. Um, it, and we're supposed to let through two different types of people. We're supposed to let through the really good ones who are actually gonna compete and then the really bad ones because they would do the worst of episodes. Um, and so he's singing to the producer and I'm just sitting there and he's clearly really bad. And she tells him that she likes his voice, uh, which first of all, what a bitch, right? And she says, I like your voice, but I think you need more energy. I think that's your problem if you have one is I need you to really belt it out. She was trying to make him as worse as she possibly could before she sent him on. And it worked, she was absolutely worse. Uh, his voice cracked more, his, red his face turned all red, like his body was shaking, like he, was really, he really wanted this really bad. And she let him through, but she told him, you need to know that the next round is so much harder than this round. So you're gonna have to try 10 times what you just did for them if you wanna make it. I don't know, that always just made me really sad. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's, that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to actually going for the wrist. Uh, you just told me I stopped at the band, oh, but okay. Uh, but I don't want to keep going with the sad story, but that's it. For, guys, thank you so much for being here again, uh, and we'll keep going. Wow, real bummer of a set from Joe Noodleman. That was a lot of fun. Hey, another round of applause for him, huh? Another comic coming to the stage. You guys have been great so far. I think you guys are going to really like her. She runs a great storytelling show every month in Logan Square, Cafe Mustache. It's called Ladylike. Give it up for Jenna Gebhardt. Thank you. Keep going for Max. He's tall. Um, okay. Ladies. Uh, worst thing about single life has got to be waiting for guys to text you back, right? Either that or uh, barfing up all the hairs you swallowed during sex like a cat. <laughs> ladies. Am, am I right, ladies? Am I right? Yes. Thank you. I was pretty sure I was. <laughs> 
Um, okay, the bad news is that pasties and pasties are actually two very different things. <laughs> but the good news is that now my nipples are covered in ground beef and carrots. <laughs> Look out, that one was for the older kids. That was a little sexy. Chill. Um, <laughs> I um, 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 bodily functions. So embarrassing, right? Like I work at a restaurant, I work on food, and the other day I had to sneeze, so I did the arm thing that you're supposed to do, but then my juicy sneeze on my bare arm made a fart noise. And then like the other day, I shit myself on the bus. <laughs> Bodily functions. <laughs> They'll get ya. Uh, lurking around every turn is what I like to say. Other people say it too. Um, cool. I got cat called the other day. Uh, okay, this is what happened. I was on the street and this guy yelled at me. He was like, hey girl, Quit playing with that pigeon carcass like it's a puppet. <laughs> it's like, you're ruining everyone's lunch. I was like, mm. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, you stop it. <laughs> but I mean, thank you so much. I think I, think I actually got catcalled. Um, I was bike I was biking and I biked right past this guy and he was like, damn. So I either got catcalled or I ran over his toes. <laughs> what do we want it to be? I don't know. Um so how come how come if you sleep with someone, it doesn't make them love you? Does anyone know? <laughs> I'm very lonely, so. Um, I'm gonna do an impression for you guys. That's me at the laundromat watching my period undies go round and around. I don't know the science behind it, uh, but it's crotch first every time. Just like, ah! <laughs> I think it's the iron in the blood. But I don't know. I studied communications, so barely know anything. <laughs> Very stupid. <laughs> um, it's 2017. I'm sick and tired of men telling me what to do, you know? I, which is like a brave thing to say here in this art loft. <laughs> but I'm a brave lady, so. <laughs> um, when you see this much denim, you're like, this is a safe space. <laughs> uh, we look great, everyone looks great. <laughs> um, okay, anyways, sick and tired of men telling me what to do. You know, for, first it's like, oh, wear more makeup. Then it's like, but, but don't wear too much makeup. Then it's like, I don't love you anymore. 
And it's like, you can't just show up in my work like this. Oh, and, and then it's like, how did you get in my car without setting off the alarms? And we've all heard, don't touch me, I'll scream, I'll scream. So it's like, I'm an independent lady, you know? Hashtag Yas Queen. Thank you. I did that in Minnesota, and they didn't know what it was. <laughs> and then I had to explain it to them. So I think we can all agree I'm not the person that should have done that. <laughs> Uh, pray for them over there. They are very lost. Um, I, uh, I, like, I really like music. Do you guys like music? <laughs> Do you guys like bands? Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, lo I love music because um, the lyrics, they always, they always say the thing I'm feeling in a way that I could never find the words. You know? Like, What's that song uh, where it's like, sometimes when I role play with my boyfriend, I pretend I'm my sister and he pretends he's my sister's boyfriend. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> I'm never sure how people are gonna react to that. <laughs> they either like it or they really don't like it. Um, different strokes, I guess, uh, okay. Um, I think uh, being a woman is kind of interesting in that there are, s there are certain ways to be submissive that are actually like kind of a power move, you know? Like, um, like I'm not gonna have your dinner ready for you when you get home and then do all the dishes, but I will blow you in the drive-thru of a Taco Bell and then pay for all the burritos. That's a baller move. I've done it before and I will do it again. Yas Queen. <laughs> uh, I don't like that. <laughs> um, I uh, wish I could tell you guys that when I encounter everyday sexism, like I nip it in the bud, but I do not. I choke every time. Um, <laughs> For instance, I was, at, I was at a party and I was wearing a button-down shirt and I had the top two buttons unbuttoned because sometimes I let these puppies breathe. Not very often, but I do it every seven years with the locust. Um, not in this room, it's cold as shit. I wasn't gonna wear my jacket and then I was like, oh my God, my nipples are like casting shadows. <laughs> it's, um. It's either a very good look or a very bad look, and I can't decide. Anyways, um, I really got off track. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> top two buttons unbutton. And this guy looked over and was like, hey, you missed the top button. And instead of being like, oh, uh, speaking of shit that got missed, how about your mom's abortion? <laughs> instead of that, I buttoned up the button. So. Sometimes I feel you guys like, tighten up a little bit uh, when I said the word abortion, but if you say it in a silly voice, it does not count. So, abortion. <laughs> <laughs> Try it at home, it's fun. <laughs> Saying it, I mean. <laughs> you have to go somewhere for that. Um, this, uh, this other time I was bartending and I was, uh, washing glasses behind the bar and there was this old dude sitting there and he was like, hey, 
Washing all those dishes is going to be good practice for when you're married. I know, old dudes. They're crazy. Uh, <laughs> and I, wi- I wish I would have been like, hey, why don't you shut the fuck up? <laughs> and then that'll be good practice for when you're dead. <laughs> but instead I just went, And then I whispered the word no. <laughs> so bad bitch feminists, it goes Beyonce and then me. I'm number two. I'm really crushing. <laughs> um, okay, was anyone else very flabbergasted to figure out the mechanics behind boners? Because uh, until middle school sex ed, I did not realize that dicks could get hard. So I thought people had just been stuffing flaccid dicks in, like when you're trying to get a sleeping bag back in a sack. (laughs) And then I was so overwhelmed by the boner information, I totally missed the chapter on vaginal discharge. So until I was like 18, I thought I was the only one doing it. I thought I was the only one whose drawers got a little soupy by the end of the day. I thought my basement was flooding 24-7 and all the other girls could store like loose saltines and stuff down there (laughs) for a dry and healthy snack. (laughs) Just kidding, saltines aren't healthy, so. Honestly, discharge is probably healthier. Oh, I'm sorry, we have a whole cookbooks about with cum recipes, but nobody's even gonna grease the pan with some old undies? Okay. The patriarchy wins again, I guess. That never works, but I keep doing it. (laughs) Those just for me. (laughs) Um, Puberty was already like not great for me because um, I don't know, when you guys hit puberty, did you grow pubes or did you grow pube? Because I grew pube, uh, just the one but all the way out. Like a lone stack of corn. Uh, whenever people are like, when did you know you were becoming a woman? I'm like, mm, I don't know, probably the moment my pussy looked like a cartoon baby. <laughs> it's not a fresh look for a 15 year old. Um, Okay, I, uh, I'm a feminist, um, and people think, people think that means that, that I hate men, and I don't hate men. I hate some men, specifically. Uh, so I wrote all their names down on a list, <laughs> just so we can be clear who I hate and who I do not hate. Okay, Aaron. Bodie. I think we know why. Derek, same reason. The guy at AutoZone that had a tone of surprise to his voice when I told him I would be installing the stereo myself. I sat in the car for like half an hour with all the pieces just splayed out around me. I did cry, but anyone would have cried. A man would have cried. There's like 15 wires. You don't even need all the wires. 
That's insane, and I was missing a piece. Um, okay, the guy on the bus that sat right next to me when there was a bunch of open seats, he is a war criminal. <laughs> Max Friedman. <laughs> um, the guy, Mike, this is the first Tinder date I went on, and I said, how am I doing? And he said, I don't know, a C. And I was like, what? And he was like, what, a C passes. <laughs> Did we still make out in an alley? Yes. <laughs> I biked all the way there. I wasn't going home empty-handed. <laughs> did he have any pubes at all? No, he did not. Smooth like a goddamn porpoise. It was really terrible. If you guys know Mike, tell him I said, fuck you, Mike. Um, and then it's in alphabetical order, so uh, the next 15 are just Tyler's, and you guys know who you are. Uh, okay. Um, I am very bad at hand jobs. I'm coming out about it. Uh, I'm terrible at hand jobs. How bad? Three out of ten. We're not. I've asked. I have six out of ten moments, but on average, three out of ten. Hello. Uh, <laughs> meet me in the corner, fellas. <laughs> um, okay, but it's not something that I am trying to get better at, um, and my reasons are threefold. Number one. I am never gonna be better at it than you guys. Like, you have home court advantage, you guys are sinking threes from half court, and I'm stuck in the supply closet all tangled up in the volleyball nets. <laughs> like, I'm still trying to learn how to dribble in a way that is not so dry. <laughs> Number two, I think if you can't do it by the time you're like 18, it's probably too late. Uh, <laughs> Can't teach an old dog new tricks. I'm the old dog, and the new trick is uh, manually extracting jism from your dicks. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not gonna do that later. <laughs> um, number three, I, why? Why do you want it? You know, it's like, I feel like a hand job is like sweeping a carpet. You know, like, we can get the job done, but the vacuum cleaner is sitting right there. Plug that bitch in. <laughs> I don't know why anyone would want a hand job over a blow job. My hand doesn't have teeth. <laughs> and that's, I think, what we're all in it for. <laughs> um, well, good, thank you and goodbye. <laughs>it's stuff. We got one more comic left for you guys. We got a final comic of the evening. Are you guys excited? It's not good enough. I'm going to ask you one more time. Are you guys excited? That's right. Give that up for Mr. Derek Smith. I, I, I very overestimated how far I was standing away. <laughs> Uh, good morning, morning everybody. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mark that. That one's mine. All right. Uh, good, hey, yeah. Good morning. Said that. All right. Uh, I'm awkward. Hi. Uh, 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 some of the reasons I believe that I'm awkward. Uh, I got, I hurt my ankle. Uh, it was a, it was a week ago. I hurt my ankle. It still hurts. Just 
in case we're wondering, it still hurts. I heard it <coughs> riding a, in a car, uh, just passenger, just sitting there for about 11 minutes, and then I got out and I was like, oh, I think I broke it. Like, I broke... <laughs> Like, we were at a gas station. We've only been driving for 11 minutes. Why are we at a gas station? Because I'm failing all, uh, yeah. And I got out, and I was like, I can't walk. And he was like, did you do anything? I was like, I don't know. Like, I couldn't. All right. Uh, another reason that I know I'm awkward is that <clears throat> the only people who like to talk to me when I'm on the street are people with blood on their face. Uh, <laughs> That is it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like most of the homeless people uh, that I meet, they just pass right by. They're just like, hmm. they nod like, you're one of them. Like, <laughs> and I go, yep. Uh, I know that's what they're saying because uh, a homeless woman asked me one time. Uh, she was like, money, bur burrito, you have money, burrito. And then she stopped the whole act and goes, you're homeless, right? And I was like, yep. <laughs> and she was like, cool. And she just walked away. Like, she had, like, uh, limped over. It was, it was amazing to see it drop. All right. Oh, there was this other homeless guy. Oh, man, he was awesome. It was, like, in the middle of winter. This, <laughs> oh, my God. He was screaming at everybody. He was, at, uh, he was right at Ashland and Division and Milwaukee like that little triangle area, and he was screaming, how you doing, Gaylord Killer? But like this, how you doing, Gaylord Killer? <laughs> and doing that laugh after each one. One woman, I saw her run over ice to get down into the tunnel, like just to get away from him, and he reached over the side, and it was like, slapped the wall and goes, how you doing, Gaylord Killer? And I heard her go, oh, like kind of scream. And that's when he was as closest to me. And I was trying, I was, <laughs> I was using my, uh, <clears throat> uh, was it Jurassic Park technique. I was like, just don't move, he won't see you. <laughs> if you just don't move, he will not see you. <laughs> um, and then he said it to me, and I said, I don't know what that means, sir. Because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> and he goes, he goes uh, really? You never heard about the Gilroy Killers? <laughs> Well, they were a gang that was around here for a while. I, yeah, nice beard. Uh, like, that's very different conversation for the next 10 minutes where he was explaining uh, he did like the Gaylord Killers, kind of, because one guy saved his life. And then he uh, was like, so nice to meet you. He shook my hand and then just, hey, no, Gaylord Killers! Like, just ran out into the street screaming at people. Uh, love it. <laughs> um, people... Uh, you ever hear there are no dumb questions? Okay, I have two that I've used, and I feel like they were dumb. All right. First one, what are you, pregnant? That is not good, because there's not a good answer. And the worst possible answer was <laughs> the one I got, which is not anymore. Oh, wow. Okay. And then the other question I really want I want to take back, which is, have you ever even been to rehab? Oh, Jesus Christ, Derek. This is a poetry class, and we should not be throwing that kind of shit at classmates. By the way, she had. Uh, all right. Um, oh, fuck. I, 
I was worried in the back that I didn't take my ADD medicine. I was like, I don't remember if I did or I didn't, which I think is a sign that I didn't. Um, <laughs> but I was drinking, I was like, well, we're gonna find out soon. I figured it out. Um, uh, that is why, uh, oh man, Max, you were talking about your parents disciplining you, having trouble disciplining you. I ran into the same problem because my parents weren't ready for it. Like, my brother and sister were easy to discipline because I feel like they had strong court cases for why they hit them. Like, okay, and I know that sounds super bad. Okay, the word hitting doesn't aptly describe the situation. Like, like the other day, I like, I like, I, I did this to my fiance's butt. I was like, hey, what's going on? She goes, she turned around and goes, don't hit me, real loud, with the windows open. I was like, hey, shh, shh, shh. That was, a, that was a pat. Let's use the right word. That's a, that's a pat. I, I, I just woke up. I was like, hey, how are you? And she's like, don't hit me. I'm like, don't scream like that. Okay. <laughs> so what my mom and my... Okay, see, first of all, my brother looked like this when he was about 17 years old. <laughs> and, uh, and, and he came home drunk. And so my mom would, like, push him around and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? With this again? You're going to have to mow the lawn. Do I have to take you to a place like Jeff? Which is my cousin. They have drug problems. Um, and he reared back, and he was going to hit my mom like that. You know? So, and she hit him. Like, she just was like, boom! And she just punched him. And then he was like, oh, okay. She's fucking serious. All right. So, she just, st he stepped down. Um, I feel like that one works in court. When a five-foot-five woman <laughs> that you draw on <laughs> fucking just clocks you. You're like, yeah, you totally deserve that, Billy. Um, my sister, on the other hand, actually asked to be hit um, out loud with her words. Uh, she was yelling at my mom, and she goes, what? What? You want to hit me? And my mom said, yes, I'm thinking about it. And my sister said, go ahead. Like, that's as far as she got. Because my mom just, boom, got her right across the face. And my sister goes, hmm. Shouldn't ask for it. And she's like, no, don't ask for it. I'll give it every time. And she was a deal. Like, like, super serious. My parents couldn't do that with me. Like, uh, until I was 17, I never... Party. I never went out of the house. In fact, when I was 16, they said, you have to call 11 people today <laughs> and find some friends. <laughs> Which was awkward. Uh, I, was calling, I was calling guys that I, I was like, hey, remember me? We played baseball, eighth grade together, remember? I got a car. Like, it was so not good. But the first night I actually went out, um, um, okay, I... I was me and two people I knew. It was three guys, and we were gonna go over to a girl's house. It was gonna be three girls at this house. Her parents were completely home, and uh, we were gonna have a movie, 80s movie marathon, all right? <laughs> the girls picked the movies. We watched uh, Teen Witch, Pretty in Pink, and uh, Girls Just Wanna Have Fun. That's what we watched. <laughs> uh, and it was the first night I had ever left with a cell phone. I didn't think about it. I'd never had a curfew because I never went anywhere. And uh, uh, I just left the phone in the car. And we got done about 4.30 in the morning. 
and my parents had left 17 missed calls and like nine messages. It was like, are, are you dead? I'm going to quit calling because I think you're dead. I'm calling hospitals. <laughs> and I, I saw that, and I, I, I don't know. I just immediately went, we'll just leave that for when we get home. We're not going to have that. I've got a drive that's going to be weird. I uh, drove home, and my parents are like, oh, oh, boy, you are in trouble. You're, and I was like, I didn't know I have a curfew. And they were like, yeah. <clears throat> That's true. We never set up a curfew. <laughs> that is that is very <sighs> But 4:30. How did you And I was like, "Yeah, I was shocked too. 4:30. That's really late. We were watching the movies and they were like, "Watching movie. You're watching movies." I was like, Teen Witch and girls just want to have fun and pretty in pink and they were like, yeah, that, that math works about right. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Did I scare you guys because I, I wasn't home? They're like, yeah, you scared us a lot, mister. And I was like, that is my fault and I should have called. I bet uh, we were having so much fun watching the movies and I didn't want to call and I didn't want to miss the movie and they were like, <laughs> very courteous of you. <laughs> but you should have called and I was like you are right I should have called and I just don't know what to do with myself <laughs> what, what do we do and they were like I don't, I don't know what we do. I'm going to bed god damn it and they just left <laughs> we didn't really have it. We're like no everybody felt really bad about the situation but they can kind of see how it came together <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, I've never actually told you about that story before. Uh, it was so much fun. Uh, my, uh, my, oh wait, oh, my dad hit me once, okay, and it was great. Okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, I was 16, and it was his birthday. Uh, <laughs> oh man, and we went out to Chili's, it was like with his whole family. Uh, which is, it was just like a brother and a sister and, and like a couple of cousins. Not, not like a lot of people, but we walked out of the Chili's first, me and my dad, because <clears throat> I think he was like, ah, oh, I, got, I got a fart or something. Like, like, like he left early. So me and him are standing outside the front door of Chili's <laughs> waiting for everybody to finish up. And uh, he's a bigger guy, and I, I thought it was really funny at that point because I had longer arms than him, and I could poke him in the stomach. Um, and I know that, I know fat guys hate that because I, I was a fat guy and I hated it so much, but I could do it to him. So I was like, <laughs> and I'm, and I'm faster than him because I'm fucking young. And I was like, <laughs> and he was like, quit it, quit it. Like, like he was trying to grab my arms like, like they were like full on hoses out of the wall. It was like, <laughs> stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop it, and then I'm just like, ha ha, and I'm laughing, and he just took one swipe <clears throat> and connected right here. And uh, he, he weighs way more than me, and so his, he just knocked me all the way to the fucking ground, like so goddamn hard. I was laughing uncontrollably. <laughs> it was like, ha ha ha, 
<laughs> like, it, it was such a good hit, and he's, boom, bear clawed me. Uh, he did that at the exact moment his whole family walked out the front door, <laughs> and they just were like, Bill, no! <laughs> uh, and I was laughing, and they were like, he's crying. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, he was so mad about that. Oh, I have another one. Okay. Uh, my dad's good because he gets, he gets all tweaked up about stuff. Um, uh, this one, I, I think it's his fault. All right. <clears throat> it's Father's Day. Um, <laughs> it was like a month or two before Father's Day. He was like, you know what I want for Father's Day? I want a Porsche. <laughs> and I was like, cool. I hope you get it. I hope you get it. <laughs> Because uh, you guys can see what I am, and my brother and sister, <laughs> pretty much like this. We're, we all kind of look like, no Porsche money is here. And he's like, yeah, I want a Porsche. And then he told me all the specs I got to have. I want it to be automatic, and I want it to be leather, and this, and that. And he told me all the things, and I was like, do you want me to write this down? I'm like... <laughs> Who, who should I call to tell this to? Um, I thought it would be super fun to like get a, like one of those like metal models of the car and give it to him. Like from the three of us, like we all pool our money and <laughs> give it to him. And be like, here's that Porsche you wanted, man. <laughs> you never said full size. Uh, and Father's Day came, and uh, we did not get that together. <laughs> didn't even scrape that together. My mom bought us a card we signed outside of the restaurant. My dad paid for dinner because he's got the money. He's got all the money. It was a, it was, and after dinner, he said something like, uh, got to <clears throat> hit the head. Uh, he went in to go take a shit at the restaurant we just ate at, and my brother and my sister, my mom and I walk out of it. I'm not kidding you. Like, this is the front door, and like, that's the road, and this is the car. It's right here. It's fucking, it's right here. It's, it's the full-on Porsche. And I know, because all four of us got around it, because he'd been telling all of us this shit. He's like, this is what I want. And we were checking all the specs. We are like, this is an automatic, it's an automatic? This is exactly what he wants. This is all that he wants. And then he came out and saw all four of us around the car. <laughs> and he's like, what's going on here? And we panicked and went, surprise! <laughs> Why? <laughs> it was like a musical. Nobody even had to look at each other. We just said, surprise! He started crying immediately. Just, oh, where are the keys? <laughs> where are the keys? And we started laughing so hard, like, we're like, oh, 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 I think I'm gonna throw up. Oh, it's so good. And then he figured out what was happening and he drove home without us. Like, just was like, fuck you guys, that is so mean. Uh, and we walked home. Laughing really hard, like a whole way. <laughs> he didn't talk to me for two weeks. Because <sighs> I kept laughing. Like, I kept laughing. Every time I saw his face, I was like, oh, you're crying. Oh, 
How did you? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Mm. Oh, we're talking about cars. Oh, I should tell you, have you guys ever get to take a DUI test? Mm. Like, like the, the field sobriety test? You know, I, I call it like the like a street games. You know, it's like a, it's like a game show. They're just like, woo, all right, let's see if you can get out and pass the physical challenge. You're like, oh shit, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for this. Huh? Oh babe, hold my drink. Oh god, I got this. I got this. <laughs> oh man, I uh, the last one I took, I didn't know how I was doing. I knew I wasn't doing great. <laughs> Right off the bat, uh, we were doing the eye test, and I was like, and I was doing my best, and then the guy stopped and he goes, hey, partner, come over here. I want to show you something. I was like, that's not good. <laughs> I don't ever want to be a teaching moment for the police. So I did that, and then uh, I got to do the rest of them. Some of the highlights were uh, I had to stop in the middle of doing one of the uh, exercises and uh, ask for a clarification on the rules. Because I was like, I know I, I walked too many steps if you didn't notice. But you yelled at me, so I kind of feel like that's your fault. <laughs> How many steps do I go back? And he's like, we don't even have to finish that one. We just do the one leg stand. And this is where he used his mind on me. Like, he, he took this stance and was just watching me real hard the whole time. And my, I got a bad ankle, like I said. <laughs> and it was just... It, was, it kept like going, and I'm staring at him all scared, and, and I know he's thinking, you're gonna fall, you're gonna you fall, fall, fall down. And I'm like, huh, huh. And then, and then it, it went like all the way, the bone on the outside touched the ground, and I was like, oh shit. And I just looked at the ground as it's coming up, and I didn't even put my hands out. That was such a bad fall. Hey, and like, I hit the ground so goddamn hard, like, I'm surprised I didn't break my nose. Like, it was, because no hands, why didn't I put the hands out? <laughs> they, they said, you can get up now, and you can put your arms behind your back, and I was like, what game are we playing now? What's this one? <laughs> and they put the handcuffs on, and they got me in the car, and that's the moment I was like, all right, game on, you know? Time to get super mouthy in the back of a cop car. <laughs> this was my opener in the back of the cop car. I said, you guys are going to look so stupid. That's what I started with. <laughs> and it worked. Oh, they perked up immediately. What's that? You know you got dirt on your face? <laughs> I was like, doesn't matter. You guys are going to look so stupid when I pass this breathalyzer. And they were like, oh you want to take a breathalyzer right now? Are you sure you want to take a breathalyzer? I was like, you goddamn right. I could blow a .08 with my eyes closed. And they said, you can keep your eyes closed or open. It does not matter. About the test. And I was like, fine. I'm, I'm closing them. Michael Jordan. Ooh. And I don't know. I was just, I was, I felt disrespected with the question. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Swish. I don't know. Uh, they said that, then I found out something, I didn't know that if you blow a .08, that is a DUI. <laughs> they told me that, and I said, no it's not. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 
0.08 is the limit. I'm surprised you guys didn't know that. <laughs> they told me, uh, yeah, it's the limit at which you get a DUI. That is the when you get the DUI. And I was like, you gotta change that campaign right now, man. That's super fucking confusing. Like, me and my friend are shooting for 0.08 every time. And I was like, fine, I'll blow a 0.07. Piece of cake. And they said, that's a DWI. And I was like, oh, all right. And then I said, I never thought I would say this out loud in a car. I said, what do I have to blow to go home? What do I have to blow to go home? And they started laughing immediately. They're like, oh, shit, pull over. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and I was yelling at them. I was like, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. Christ, quit being weird. You guys are being so weird right now. That is not what I meant. That is not what I meant. Where's the camera? Not what I meant. That's not what I meant. They're being weird. They're being weird. <laughs> oh, man. I went in, I took that breathalyzer. And um, right before I did, because I, they had laughed so hard. And I was like, all right, fucking, let's go for broke. And I was like, I bet the cop, I was like, when I pass this breathalyzer, you gotta drive me home. <laughs> it's 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> and he said, no problem. Like, it's immediately, just, no problem, easy. I'll take that bet. Um, and I took the breathalyzer, and that's when I blew a .05, which is legal, and he had to drive me home. And uh, he was kinda upset about it, because his shift had ended, and it was totally legal for him to do that. <laughs> He, he saw the paper and he was like, huh? Who's this? Is this yours? What's your name? Say your name out loud. This isn't right. Say whole name. Say your whole oh, oh my God. How? How did you do it? You still have dirt on your face. Oh, come on. Where do you live? Oh, that's when he realized I lived an hour and a half away. Uh, <laughs> I was in the car and I was giving him... I was like, come on, let's stop at Wendy's. Like, a whole way. <laughs> no, we're not stopping at Wendy's. I'll buy you some. I'll, actually, could you buy some for us? <laughs> oh, man. So good. <laughs> um, I want to. Uh, oh, I got, I'm supposed to stop soon. Uh, all right. Um, oh, let's talk about sex. Um, I'm not good. I'm not great with sex. Uh, I, I know what my weak point is. Like if we had an evaluation form, like at work, I know what mine, mine's putting it in. I cannot do that. I don't know how, like, I feel like I got a lot of control. I got a lot of strengths in other areas, but that thing, I, I am not good at it. Like, I'm so bad now, I don't even try to do it. I. I, I attempt the way I attempt to pay for dinner at, with my family. I'm like, oh, oh you got it. Thank you. Thank you. Next time. This is all you do next time. I got you. But, uh, really glad you did that. I, <laughs> so there's something about the angle there. I don't know. Uh, uh, I know that I'm not great at sex. I know I'm better at sex than my neighbor because I listen to him have sex every night. I listen to him. I love it. Um, <laughs> I can hear him through. We, our bedrooms share a wall. 
and he has sex with a different person every night, and I can hear him just, just, ah, he's so bad. There's no rhythm. None. None. And I know that because I have a cup. I can listen to that shit whenever I want. I'm like, oh, Greg, what are you up to tonight? <laughs> oh, it's still not improved. Like, can you even imagine what no rhythm is? Like, it is like random shit falling off a building. It's just... What the fuck are you doing in there, Greg? I get so mad, I scream at the wall. I'm like, what are you doing? You think it's spiders? Is it spiders or are you fighting spiders? What are you, why? What are you, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Just trying to set a pace for him. And be like, oh shit, how about that, huh? Sing up with this stuff, this is pretty good. Ah, oh, he's not good. And I told my friend about it. He's so dumb. He looked at me and he's like, how do you know it's not awesome? <laughs> what? He's like, how do you know it's not awesome? Because I'm trying to jerk off to it. It's impossible. <laughs> you can't enjoy it. It's just it's a weird fucking... Super distracting. Like, you think they're done and you can finish. And then all of a sudden, uh, scary. I don't like it. I'm not saying everybody's got to have the best sex in the world. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is we should all strive to make sure our sex never sounds like popcorn finishing in the microwave. You know? You should know when it's done. <laughs> Wait. Oh, but my fiance, she had a really good one. She was like, what if he's trying to not come? And I was like, what? She's like, if he's trying to like, which... If you've never seen a man try to not orgasm, it is the least sexy thing ever. It's like, <laughs> there's only a couple moves we have. Like, one is the full body sunburn where you just pull out and you're like, oh, don't touch me. Ha, 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 ow, ow. Why is the fan on? It's so hot. <laughs> but I'm thinking this guy has sex, and the moment he starts, it is just like, oh, shit, we're right there. We are there. Hold on. And he just... He gets, he start, has sex the way an old guy gets out of a chair. It's like, oh, I got, got it. I got it. Hold on. Don't, no, don't help me. Don't help me. I got it. I got it. I need help. I need help. <laughs> it's, just, it's hard for guys to not come. I want to say that. Like, like whereas females, is, I, I've, from what I've read, it's, uh, it can be a little bit more like something can take you out of the moment, and it can be distracting, and you not get there. For guys, it's more, it's, it is more of a roller coaster. You strap in, and you're like, click, 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 click. We are going to come. Here we go. <laughs> click, 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 click. And when you say don't come, it's just like, I can't stop. Like, it's... <laughs> Gravity's already taken over at this point, and you're just, oh, oh, oh. Here's one thing I found out. I tried to, one time, stupid, I tried to pinch it off. Because uh, I thought, if it doesn't come out, it doesn't count. That's what I thought in my head. Definitely should have practiced that move. 
before I was in a game situation because I, I just pulled out and I was like, ah, and I didn't get it right. It was, it was not like kinking off a hose. It was more like putting your thumb at the end of the hose because this shit came out so much harder. It was just like, and I was just like, I'm sorry. And I was looking around and I was like, I am definitely losing my security deposit right now. It was like, oh shit, I have, there better never be a crime in this place. And you guys have been so much fun. Thank you so much. Derek Smith, that was hilarious. Keep going for him. That's been our show. As always, if you like the show, come back. Tell your friends. We do it the first Monday of every month. And uh, that's what we got this month. So let's, uh, let's hear it one more time for uh, Pat McManus. Joe Noodleman, Jenna Gephardt, and Derek Smith, I'm Max Freeman. Thank you.